Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was 17. I had to forge my parents' signature to get all that. <laughs> I'm going to give up alcohol, coffee, everything. I'm going to start meditating, learning more about that. Whoa, like, you paddled 34Ks. Surface paradise to Kingscliff. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and the other 7 million pronouns in the world. Welcome back to another episode of Outspoken. Today, we're joined by arguably the most handsome man in Australia, none other than Alex Hayes, ladies and gentlemen. Good. How are you, brother? I'm great. I'm great. Wow, what an what entrance. Oh, um, dude, just look at your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I'm stoked to be here. I haven't seen you guys in ages, it feels it's like. Been a while. Other, than, other than well, Halloween, no. it would have been Halloween last yeah. year, and but before that was ages, bro, like years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The world went a bit... Weird for a second. It was like we're hanging out all the time in different countries, and then everything was happening. It was like everyone just disappeared for two years. Yeah, everyone. I feel like the older you get, just so much. It's life just gets so hard, like yeah. so complicated. Yeah, right. bills and shit. Like bills there's bills. Yeah, just bills. You gotta like drive bills, heaps, bills, tax, bills, yeah. tax, houses, and Wars, just solar. Fucking and now there's so many <laughs> new social. Did you just say solar? Yeah, man. It's fucking cool. But there's so many like <laughs> new platforms now, and so many other things to do, and there's so much more money in social media than what there used to be when we all started. Yeah so much to think about and so much to always do it's definitely like a extremely saturated market now oh dude like, insane every second person's either like an influencer or like but i mean fuck each their own if they're happy doing it yeah fully fully it's I mean, it's just funny though you know back when all of us because we were all getting involved in it at a pretty early stage i reckon you know like even when you me shami and all the boys hung out years and years and years ago when we used to come to sydney all the time like even those days it was still pretty like it was unfamiliar to do social media as like a job and a lot of people used to tra- like talk shit about them and hate on it. So, hundred percent, even just like going out in public with a camera on you, people yeah. kind of people turn like their heads. Judge. And now it's like in five years ago in America, you could you could do that. You could have a camera out and no one even cares. Yeah. yeah. And now in Australia, I think even just this year, it's now it's getting normalized. That point where it was five years ago, all the there. TikTok stars like emerging, and like they're getting mad followers. And they're just filming TikToks. And like Who's your favorite markets. TikToker, Lockie? Careful with your fucking answer. Yeah, this is a big one. Favorite TikToker. Theo Vaughn. Oh, that guy's funny. Yeah. Very good. I've been seeing him a lot and he cracks me up. He's I'm not going to say he's a TikToker though. Oh, he's got TikTok. He's a comedian. <laughs> he's got TikTok. He's got TikTok. TikTok. Anyways, I've got a lot of cool questions and a lot of fun stuff I want to talk about. A few serious things, a few spicy things, a few funny things. It's been many years. We haven't seen each other in a while, so there's a lot to catch up on. And it I know is. Lockie had a little secret question he wanted to ask. Didn't you, buddy? Didn't you? you you've got me caught here. Yeah, I got him caught off guard. I'll, I'll get it though. I might have... I guess we'll just start from the bottom and work our way right through the intestines and come out the throat and just regurgitate ourselves. Just let it flow. What's been happening, brother? What have you been doing these last few years? Man, the last few years. Jeez, where do I start? Well, right now I'm in Sydney. I'm living here. I was living up the coast the past couple of years. Super spontaneously and crazy how that happened. I just went up for a few months at the start of COVID just to escape Sydney's <coughs> craziness. And then all the lockdowns happened. So I was like, fuck, I'll just stay up here. Life is great. I was very lucky. Um, surfing a lot, hanging out and 
so yeah, just created a cool life up there. And you had a bit of a career change, like you know, you kind of went into something else from what yeah. you were doing. Yeah, I mean, I, for um for for the listeners, I've started social media quite a while ago, and videos has always been my my base, and that's been the core of my I guess career. Um, similar to to Jacko, and about. 2018, you know, I kind of just got hit this point where I wanted to try something new. And another thing that I, I really passionate about is music. And I thought that it was time to switch it up. And so I kind of learned producing music and DJing. And it's something I always did as a kid. And then just kind of switching up a little bit then and having <coughs> 2019 as a bit of a career change. And then it all getting taken away in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that year was like, I feel like it was a smart move moving up those ways a bit when COVID all started. Like, I feel like the Gold Coast, we were like pretty lucky. I was in LA for like the first 12 to 18 months from from that. And it wasn't too bad out there. It was just really quiet, which I kind of liked. But I mean, back here in Oz, some people were doing it tough, man. And like places like the Gold Coast, Kingscliff, those like little remote beachy places and that they, I feel like wasn't too bad at Melbourne and Sydney. Oh God. I was so lucky, man. Like, I feel for a lot of friends that were stuck in those places that, you know, couldn't even walk a kilometre outside of their little so house. It's fucking Nazi Germany-like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you can't leave your house because there's a flu getting around. I don't know. We could, yeah, we could talk about this all <laughs> yeah, I could get <laughs> I could get so deep into this, but I won't. Yeah, a very touchy subject. So. But life's been good. It's it's very, very grateful. I mean, this country is amazing. Beautiful yep. beaches, beautiful people, healthy food, and um, really nice routines that you can get yourself into when you, when you stay focused. And that was really co- the cool thing about kind of isolating myself from the big cities that was the simplified lifestyle. Yep. And, you know, for me, life has been very hectic in, in a great way, you know, ups and downs, you know, as life is, but just, it all happened so quick, bro. For like, sure. Yeah. I finished school and then the next year I was, you know, international most of the time. You were traveling heaps. Yeah, like mo- most of the time I was yeah. in America and being a kid with a lot of life to l- learn about and yep. seeing life happen in front of me was like crazy. And it's, it's, I was just so lucky to experience some crazy shit. How old are you now? 24. See, and you've been doing this for a bit. Like you've been, you've been around and been on the scene for a bit. So even like out in American stuff. And I remember I bumped into one of Dan Bilzerian's parties. Remember? Yeah. I don't know which one that was. was it, I don't know. Was it a Halloween or the 20, Valentine's? 2018. Fuck. Is it that long ago? Yeah. Shit. must've been, crazy. that must've been a Halloween party. Yeah. It would've been a Halloween party. Me and Kristen went. I remember, that would have been the last time I seen you before my Halloween party. It was a Valentine's Day one. Oh, it was? Yeah, I remember. And um, fuck, who played? Um, that mustn't have been... Oh, uh, was Valent- it Cardi B or something? Yeah, yeah it was Cardi, Cardi B, B and yeah, Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and Tiger, so yeah. But I wasn't old enough, so I had to... I was stealing... Jackson was sending me videos, and I was putting up videos as if I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Lockie's so just had, exposing himself. I was at home. Very sad. <laughs> yeah, how do you know? See, I like, wasn't doing that. I was just taking his stories and putting them on mine. I we was together, me and Jackson. Bro, that was the only photo I took that night. I think it was just me At and the, you, just like. Oh, bro, that was a, that was a big night, bro. Big yeah, night. I I, bl- I blacked out every party I've been to of his. <laughs> I met Maddie at the Valentine's Day one. I don't think it was that one though, but that was mainly the only night I half remember, and that's because like a big moment happened. But even then, I, I came home from the Dem Dem's um, Ignite party, the Valentine's one, and he was in my bed at adam quinn's house and i'm like walked in with maddie and we're just naked and i'm like i just wake up and see this naked girl in front I'm of like, me like get out of the room you have to get <laughs> out oh uh, yeah fuck good man. friend <laughs> very good friend and, and she's just like fully naked she's like hi i'm maddie <laughs> i'm like what the rest fuck in is peace happening? rest in peace to her um no just joking everyone she's not actually gone <laughs> but maybe one day maybe one day let's just not get too dark <laughs> but yeah so you've been busy djing and how's it all going it's good it's good i mean I'm 
it's so funny. I say that I had like that major career change, I guess we'll call it, but I'm like one of the, one of these people that is raging ADHD, as you said, you are yep. the same earlier, which is, I guess, why we've always had a lot of fun hanging out together. And I'm like, I'm like a kid on the beach that has got 10 sandcastles in front of him. They're all half built and I don't know which one to fucking- So you build an 11th? You <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. an 11th, exactly. <laughs> and um, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just at this point in life where I just want to, want to try a lot, of, a lot of things and I'm very passionate about action sports too that, and yep. training and- um, doing like endurance races to try test my mind's potential and um, just push my own limits as a person in um, my own little competitive scale with myself. Yep. And in in the same time, try bring people along with me. I like show that. that. We can all do shit that we. You've been doing some big like races or paddles. Is that what you call it? Paddles. Yeah, I try split it up. Like I'm I saw you did a thirty four k one. Yeah, thirty four kilometer. That was um. The paddle like is in like on a board. Like you're on your knees, hey. Yeah, oh, it's like yep. knees and also stomach. So. Whoa, it's like, you paddled thirty four k's. I paddled from um Stradbroke, which is like Surface Paradise. Yeah. That's not to, too far from where we live. Your shoulders would have been fucked. Yeah, it's, well, Surface Paradise to Kingscliff. Whoa. <laughs> it was, was it much surf or swell or anything? Or was it pretty calm? Um, the day I did it was possibly the worst day to ever do oh, it because no. it was small, flat, and the wind was going in my oh, face. Oh wow! So it was quite hard, but. They're the moments that I kind of live for, you know, when, when challenging. it's really tough. Yeah, it's challenging and emotions are flowing and you kind of have to bring your heart rate down and tell yourself everything's going to be sweet just to take it moment by moment. And you know what they say, mate, about the sea? They say, no smooth sea made for a good captain. Yeah, that's true. That's you good. need rough they, seas to make good captain. They do say that. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. <laughs> but yeah, that's... Really seen good. sharks? I, yeah, how I you deal with that? didn't that day, but... Because you've, you've fucking been around some sharks. You're like fearless of them. I just no, see, I see you swimming deep as, <laughs> I see him sweeping, swimming deep as in the ocean. I'm like, that's the only thought that goes through my head. Oh man, I'm not fearless. Like it's, they're terrifying animals, but they're also beautiful creatures. But it's like, they, they'll, they'll cure you if they're hungry. But you know, also <laughs> it's, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Like fuck, the, yeah, the feeling yeah. I get when I'm out in, in that vulnerable position where I'm in the ocean and it could happen at any point. You kind of have oh, to find a bit of calmness in that it's Freaks quite really out. hard do you yeah. know do you know a method that i started doing when i was about 20 and it has worked every time i've seen sharks in the ocean maybe four times and this method is a proven fucking method to help so what i do before i go swimming is i shave my pubes and i shave my legs my arms so the shark mistakes me for like an adolescent kid that hasn't hit puberty yet so it's they, not going to attack a kid it's just they like testosterone exactly yeah it just looks at me as like a fragile hairless little man and they're not going to go after someone who looks underage. Well, if I was a shark, you're a snack. No. I'm snapping you up. No. And then I'm gone. Not if I've the, got no hair on me. You're like an entree to the fucking parents at the shore. But would you eat a kid or would you eat a fully grown person? You're not going to be full off a kid. I don't know, man. Should you ever <laughs> eat a kid? <laughs> When's the like, but you have swum and been in the water and you've seen sharks before, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the time. I mean, not all the time, but often. But it's the ones you see that you shouldn't be scared about. Yeah, true. The ones you don't see and the ones you can kind of feel. I reckon I'd just fucking big uppercut if one came at me. Apparently you're supposed to steer him away with your hand. Yeah, well, never never lose eye contact. I mean, I'm not a shark scientist or anything, but some things that I've been taught is that you don't take your eyes off them. Yeah. Yep. And also um, keep your arms and legs in and um, yeah, try not to scream. And What's your pubes eye- shaved. What's <laughs> yeah, and so, just shaved yeah, yeah. Is the eye contact because they know you're looking at them or just so they don't get you from behind? I wouldn't know the right answer, but I, yeah, I would assume right. that it would make you as an equal predator, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, true. They're smart animals, man. Like, they would oh. most likely know when someone's feared them. You know, like a snake knows. They can sense fear. Yeah. It's like a human, man. Like, like people that have... They, these animals, they've fucking got instincts. Same as like a lion. 
Mm. They, they know when people are scared. If you're not yeah. scared and shape up and scream, they're not going to come at you. Yeah. It's proof. Yeah. One of the, it can go either way. It could. It Technically, it could. Speaking about like ADHD, like five minutes ago, you've, you've actually... <laughs> 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 Very good. <laughs> Speaking about ADHD. Because it just clicked in my brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking about ADHD, <laughs> speaking about ADHD, like five minutes ago, obviously it's something you've lived with most of your life, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, did you have you ever been medicated for it? Have you you've been medicated for it before? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I was about maybe 13, 14. I, it was after getting in trouble a bunch at school, and yep. I was always never academic. One because I actually just didn't give a fuck, but yep. two because the way of teaching for the common, um, I guess, bunch of people old. is different. Yeah, it's you know it's old fashioned, but. Um, yeah, I was getting in trouble a bit at school and my friends were like, what the fuck's going on? So we, I went to this um, guy in the city and sat down, got like the brain scan, had to sit there for half an hour and like be, be completely still. Mm-hmm. I'm in this dark room and it's like, what the fuck? I feel like a, a lab tested animal right now. But it's a really <laughs> cool process actually learning about it. And when the brain scans come through, like, yep, got a, quite a large or like a big case of ADHD. Um, the first medication they prescribed me was Ritalin. Ritalin. And then they put me on at the same time to Concerta, which is like- Concerta, that's what I recently took, yeah. Yeah, so I, um, it was kind of crazy how much it actually impacted me as a kid because I didn't really eat much, although I didn't get in trouble when I was a lot more quiet. When you say you didn't eat much, is this because of the medication or just in general you didn't eat much? No, I, I love food, eh? But like when I was on the medication, <laughs> oh, I dude, wouldn't eat. They've yeah. got they, that's that's how I found amphetamine. Well, mm. Concerta is not an amphetamine, uh, and neither neither is Ritalin, uh, Adderall, and a few others are. They're similar though. They've got similar sort of things. But I've done nearly every ADHD medication there is, yeah, and the, the last one I took was Concerta or Concerta, how it's pronounced. Um, I got that in America, and I haven't taken it for well over a year, maybe a year and a half. But it's like you said, man, it's like it definitely will help kind of it like it like slows you down but speeds you up yeah it like helps your thoughts you can focus a lot easier mm. you can actually be a lot more productive you're not your thoughts aren't racing a million mile an hour but like you said i still feel like they do come with side effects whether that's suppressing of the appetite anxiety jitterness sometimes you couldn't sleep nausea sexual problems all sorts yeah. of things so it's just like a double-edged sword really isn't it 100 percent. yeah i found it to be the exact same yeah as you said yeah i think like if it works for people, then great. You know, if you f- if people can take it and it helps them, great. But it, essentially, it's just a band aid. Yeah, you know, it is. It's, yeah. it's just like something you drugs. can. But like you yourself, you're a pretty self aware. Like you're in touch with yourself. Good. You know, you're pretty pretty switched on. And I think so many things like meditation and there's a lot of little things you can do to help ADHD. You know, like having a routine every day is just a common thing for most people. But if you lack a routine in with you got ADHD, it's fuck, it can get dark. hundred percent. Yeah. And then you just start running in circles. Yeah. Very easy to go into these spiral mindsets. And I say that from experience of just being so overwhelmed with like, what the fuck, like what's going on? So much shit. It's like my thoughts, like I call it just head noise and yep. um, having the things like meditation and, and like exercise is a massive thing. You know, for me, I'm a surfer. So I love surfing the ocean and, also just um, working towards the things I'm passionate about and having goals are the things that really like balance that um, uncontrolled stimulation of my brain yeah. and it funnels it to actually have a good flow. And although, and just to f- touch, finish on the medication touch, it can be really good, but I think that people are just medicated way too quick without being yeah. told that there are other natural ways to better yeah. your mindset. It's really um, well said. I think it's very important that sometimes the doctors, you guys seem like, oh, I've got ADHD, <laughs> drugs. 
take this, yeah. take this. Don't go and get out in the sunlight. Don't go do some exercise. Exercise is so important. Like mm. like you said, exercise, get out in nature, whether it's the beach or like a rainforest or a bush hike or something. Just figure out the few things to do that can take your mind, keep it busy because I feel like if you don't have much happening and you're not doing enough, that's when you just get out of control spiral. You're like, fuck, I'm not doing enough in my life. What do I want to do? You, you just get lost. And ADHD, it's like one extreme to the next. You're either fucking, you're happy, happy, or you're sad, sad. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's hard to have a medium thing. And that's what the medication does. But I feel like it can suppress them really good days mm. and it can kind of prevent the bad days. But for me, I don't mind having a few mixed days because I really enjoy it when I'm good. Yeah. But when I'm bad now, I just know little things to do to help. So 100%. ADHD is definitely a common thing. I think a lot of people suffer from ADHD and it's mm. nice to talk about that stuff because there is a lot of stuff you can do out there that to help people other than medications. Yeah, and it's also the um, misperception that it, it has had the past however long it's been around and for it to be seen as a um, like a learning disorder or something that's meant to hold you back. Yeah. But it's like, no, it's like if you, if you find the things that you're really passionate about and kind of, you know, try grow your self-awareness that we all can do and um, discipline yourself, you'll achieve fucking amazing things and it'll take I agree. you places you can never imagine. Dude, I agree so much because I feel... It's like having a red. It's like if you can figure out ways to use it to your advantage, it's almost like having a superpower. Yeah. It's like me. That's it's like yeah, 100%. Super. It's like when I wanted to start social media stuff and make videos, that's all I did. Lived and breathed it, went crazy with it. And similar to you, I got a little bit overdoing what I was doing because I'd done it for a while. And with ADHD, it's like you can get bored of stuff eventually and you need to seek the next thing. What's the next challenge or chapter? And the last three years, that's where I've been. And I've just been like, fuck, I don't even know what I want to do anymore. Like I've been bored of it. I was lucky enough to make a good amount of money and to set myself and help my family do these things. But you need to have like purpose, I find. Mm. And yeah, it's, what the fuck? Was, I said the biggest brain snap. <laughs> I had a brain fart. No, I'm mean, feeling inspired, man. And this is the type of conversations that can help a lot of people too, because the, the head noise spirals that we can all get ourselves in, uh, I think at a fucking all record high, but just because of the, the world, yeah. what's going on. Well, the world just gets so much more intense every year. Yeah, for sure. But we can at the same time also get stronger every year with yeah. things that we can educate ourselves about. Do you take anything now? Nah. nah. Well, how, like if, when's the last time? Like, did you, when did you get off it? Probably like, I didn't get a script since like 2018, maybe. But in, yeah, in 2018, I kind of, had a crazy just life change and I went sober for a year and a half and I stopped coffee and I stopped Congrats. everything. Yeah, well. Because I hit like a, I mean, I drink now. I so you stopped coffee? And he's fucked up. Yeah, I stopped, I stopped um, alcohol and coffee. And that was because at that point in my life, I was really lost. And yep. I was also doing a big race, um, like a world championship paddle called the Molokai to Oahu, which is 32 miles. And oh, I was shit. doing that to raise money for a mental health charity called Batir. And... I was doing a lot of posting about it at the time, trying to raise money and awareness. Um, I was doing this because I recently lost a friend to suicide in 2018. And I was like, fuck, I need to do something about it. But my mental health wasn't at the best. And yep. it was a point where like, who am I to be that person that's trying to preach all these things, but I haven't actually taken the actions for myself. And yeah. so I was like, I went to saw a psychologist for, for, for a while and, had really good conversations, learned a lot, and I thought it was a really, really valuable process. Psychology helps. Yeah, psychology Definitely. helps. I, yeah. I do it. I still do it. I do it like minimum once a month. It's amazing. If I'm like stressed to the max and I've got heaps going on and I'm mm. going through harder things than than usual, then I'll go see him every couple of weeks. But yeah. psychology helps a lot, dude. Like just having someone that's that doesn't really know you, mm. not family, not a friend who you got to worry about them judging or telling anyone, just someone you can vent to and talk to who's studied human behaviors and mm. brains and they can sit there and give good advice and opinions and help make strategies and stuff. I think psychology is a very underrated 
help. Thousand percent. Yes, it's really cool to have an educated mind kind of just rebound what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, kind of kind of put things into perspective. And what was a, a real big um, change for me was when they kind of after probably like six or eight sessions was prescribing me antidepressants, and yep. I was at the time I was like, "Whoa!" Like it hit me. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like if this is this is a the time, then if, if this professional is saying I should do this, then um, I'm not going to do that at all. And I'm going to give up alcohol, coffee, everything. I'm going to start meditating, learning more about that, learning, learning more about diving deeper into my mind and things that can help me become a better human. And then to hopefully um, shine that externally as well. And especially throughout that time, I thought that was important. Yep. And how'd that year go? What was it like? Did you like, did everything get way better? Yeah. Or was I mean, it hard at the start? Just it, Everything's hard at the start, of you know, course, yeah. it, it gets easier with momentum, but it was, um, yeah, everything, great, good days, bad days. Yeah. You know? Coming back to the antidepressants thing, so when they prescribed your suggested, you didn't do it and you went the sober route? Yeah, well, I, I took one and, and there was something inside me that like, look, I don't want this to come off the wrong way for anyone listening, but I kind of felt like I was slightly cheating myself. 100%. I hadn't been yeah. cutting the bad food off my table that was in front of me and then instantly looking at... The, the next best meal over there. Yep. And um, yeah, I just was like, fuck, I'm just going to give this a try. And I felt really good like months after. See, I went, I went on an uh, antidepressant a few years ago called uh, Zoloft for about 18 months. It's usually one of the first lines of antidepressant treatment. It's like a, it's SSRI for anyone listening or most people would understand what they are if they've used them before. It's like a serotonin thing, you know, it keeps more serotonin in the brain and stuff like that. It's just... I don't know. I don't know the exact science behind it, but they recommended it. And I was in a bad, bad place when they recommended it. I'd seen naturopaths, health specialists, tried diets, tried meditating, tried going sober. I tried a lot of things. So I was desperate, man. And I was like, and, and that's the thing. It's like, it's just an individual thing. It's like, you felt like you didn't want to do that. I was like that originally when it first got prescribed. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try and do it all myself. And, mm. and I couldn't get there, bro. And I, and I, and I didn't feel weak or anything for doing it. So if anyone's listening, don't feel bad if you do want to try them well, exactly yeah yeah it's I, personal I, preference i want to um i want to say on that note is that my my logic at the time was okay well if i can do a month of cutting alcohol out a cough coffee out training every day and i'm still in this position yep. where i'm not feeling myself then i'm grateful to have but I, I love that to, i respect yeah. that answer and like that kind of outlook because it, it shows like resilience and that you want to like try to really do something for yourself, but instead you resort. That's like a last resort really, isn't it? So, and I think that that should be encouraged to everybody. Don't just instantly take like a hand out of a drug and because it is a Band-Aid as well. Mm. You can take it and it will help for a while or it could make it worse or, and then you'll get off. And essentially if you haven't fixed what's going on in here or in here, it's like, it's going to keep coming back and haunting you and biting you. And you're going to always stay there. You need to figure out the core issues is what I found. I did it for about a year and a half and it caused a lot of extra side effects. It caused a lot of personality, like numbing me. Like I was, I didn't have much feelings, you know? I noticed I didn't feel as bad as I always felt, but I also felt my good days were gone as well. Like I didn't get to have as much good times. Similar like some of the ADHD stuff brings you in the middle and it caused sexual side effects and it interacts with a lot of drugs and a lot of other medications and a lot of, even a couple of foods it interacts with. So I was learning the hard way. You can't do activated charcoal if you're on Zoloft. You can't eat grapefruit. It fucking gets it out of your body and you have withdrawal symptoms and can cause all kinds of problems like serotonin syndrome. Like somebody spiked one of my drinks in Mexico, which I don't usually care if someone does that to me. It's, it's funny. <laughs> <Free drugs. laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck it. I'll, I'll take a free serving. And um, 
Well, that happened to me in Mexico and somebody put MDMA in my drink and MDMA was Zoloft. They both do similar things to the serotonin receptors. And too much overload can cause serotonin syndrome, which is like you could have cardiac arrest, seizures, just insane, horrible things. And you sometimes get hospitalized. And I did. I I went to hospital for about five, six days after somebody spiked my drink with the thing. And he didn't know. He's a friend of mine and I didn't hold any grudges against him. I just like... Was like whatever, dude. Like it's it's all good. Just next time, you, now you know. <laughs> and and that's the thing with antidepressants is like I think people should always try the route you tried. Try that first. Try everything you possibly. Don't just have a good look at yourself and be like, okay, fuck. You know, fair enough. I'm eating sugar and cake and McDonald's every day. I'm not training. I'm getting five hours sleep a night. I am investing my time and energy into arguing with people and regretting things. Like really look at what your life's like first and be like, okay, like fuck. There's a lot of shit that's fucking wrong change all those things like you did and you'll probably learn you don't need it. Mm. And if you still need it, cool, go on it. And that's the, yeah, if you still need it, we're so lucky to be in this position where we can have yeah. things like that to help as a bandaid while you're, you know, building your own momentum nat- naturally. Yeah. Lockie's lucky enough to never need any of these things. Not yet, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> Dude, I'm sure he can make some time for it. You're just <laughs> boxing every day, being an absolute legend. You've been yeah. putting work in the gym. It's I just inspiring. Box and take drugs and do podcasts. He did, he did have a heroin problem. Do it all. Never done heroin, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he has. Yeah, no, I just started boxing. I just fucking loved it. He Can't might be fighting it. soon. Yeah, hopefully. Apparently, like six weeks, but I haven't heard anything. Wow. Yeah. You, you fucking kill it. Dude, I would have had it. many fights by now if it wasn't for my fucking back. I'm getting surgery in like two weeks. Yeah, wow. I'm I'm excited. I don't know if I'm excited, scared. I don't care. I just want to get it done. They cut you right down the middle in the front. Yeah, they go through the front. Isn't Move the, the organs aside. Shit? They take three discs out. Well, there's not much of the discs left. That's why they're taking I'll them take out. take the fucking leftovers of scraps. We should put them in like a Nutribullet and drink it. <laughs> Like some stem cell shit. Just drink your own body parts. I want to in the fridge. Me, I'd do a five grand if I could put some blueberries five in Five Gs. If I could put other shit in there. That's two and a half Gs if you're mixing it. Done. Easy. Easy as. I'll make a smoothie. You can only add two ingredients. Easy. One ingredient and it's three grand. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate milk or some shit. Chocolate milk? Chocolate milk and back discs. Well, isn't it like, <laughs> I'd blend it up. So it'd be like a, I feel like, like the thickest drink. Imagine you know if you drink mean? it and like a few months goes by and you got a fucked back. Oh. You got my bad back. <laughs> they replaced my discs and my discs are gone. And then I drink yours. Anyway, this is getting a bit, um, just shut <laughs> up. So <laughs> I'm so sorry about him. So what's DJing like? Like, is it hard? Do you get just taken away and partying heaps? Does it really like hurt your lifestyle with drinking or can you do it sober? I um really good question, eh? I, I my the first kind of while that I was DJ most of twenty nineteen because I was still sober. That but it was also at the same time as getting my first gig. So that that year I played most of them sober, and um oh, wow. recently, you know I've really enjoyed going out and playing and having a few drinks and getting wild with the friends and homies and it's definitely something that I don't want to do forever. Yep. And you know what I mean is like I don't want to be drinking every time. It's I not DJ. sustainable. So it's really important for me now to have those nights where I'm like DJing sober, which I really enjoy. And I, I do that. I try to keep a real good balance. You'd have people just hassling you, trying to buy you drinks and stuff, surely, right? Yeah. It'd be it, so, like, so hard to just like stay sober. Yeah, it, it is challenging. But once Not everyone's of- raging alcoholic drug addicts like us. If I was a DJ, I would be fucked up DJ. I don't think I'd ever be sober. <laughs> well, it's so easy because you go, you go anywhere you play, you get like you yeah, have free drinks the that's whole what I mean, night yeah. like, automatically. And- it's just, I know when it's there and you're in the moment, you're having fun. It's like, yeah. so he's just- Well, Steve Aoki, man, he killed, he does. He hasn't drank in years, right? Yeah, he's an amazing- Really? When well, he doesn't get fucked up yeah. for his shows anymore. Nah, and same as- um, Because his workflow, man, he's Gordo. just does so many shows. 
Yeah, fuck yeah, so many shows. I've only drank once in like five months. I'm actually doing pretty good. Sick. I just have. I just realized yeah. since my birthday, I've only drank once, and that was in Dubai. Thank you very much. <laughs> I still smoke a bit of weed here and there, but that's a medicinal thing. I get a script. Medicinal. Yeah, I get a Could script be. for it. My back. <laughs> got a sore back. Back. Back sick. And Lockie's got anxiety, so he gets it too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Crippling anxiety. <laughs> Lockie was telling me earlier a little story about I w- would I go as far as saying a near death experience. Yeah. A cock rock. Oh, Apparently yeah, you're doing yeah, a handstand yeah. and almost went off the end of it. Yeah. What other Fuck. yeah, what other near death experiences? Was that your closest one or have you had worse than that? Because if had you a f- lot. if you topple <laughs> over the top of that, like yeah, I don't think you're getting up for a while. Yeah. Maybe actually Maybe. It depends how you land, actually. actually. You could just land on his feet and it's he'd probably, big, his it's probably like It's probably like fifteen meter drop. Yeah, to like big. to like some grass and some rocks. Or is it all rocks? I can't really remember. Aim for the bushes. You don't want to fall there, though. Yeah, I don't want to test that theory. And, and that was, was close. I was that young was, and dumb, man. That was like... My hands were sweating when you did that. Yeah, bro, I was at that stage where I was probably like 18 and just traveled a bunch, you know, killing it. Wild, you know, yeah. Wild ADHDs fucking <laughs> raging. We got a sick photo, though. That was a cool photo. Yeah, I was at the do it for the shot moment of yeah. life. And do you feel like doing all these things, you kind of forced to grow up quick? Do you feel like being involved in the scene that you've been involved in, whether it's social media, DJing, partying, traveling overseas, or all the high profile people you've met as well, you know, do you think like, cause you did start that stuff quite a young age, like you feel like you either mature and grow up and you just, you're getting older quick, but like you're still, would you say 24? Yeah. That's crazy. And, and I look back and I'm like, I'm 28 now. And I'm like, fuck, I've been doing this since I was like 20. And I'm like, it's insane. I'm like, even when I was like 24, 25, living overseas with Chris and making videos and stuff, I was like, this is nuts. Like, I feel like you're like forced to grow up a little bit. For sure. Like quick, you know what I mean? But It's really cool though. It's like, it's quite self-inflicted though. I think for me, being young and wanted to be taken seriously. Extremely handsome. And um, <laughs> wanted to be taken seriously. I, you know, I would try and act a lot older or just, just try and be older. Yeah. And it's funny because our youth is the most precious thing we have in this life. And why are we trying to fucking act older? 100%. I just want to be a, a an adult, adult child forever. Yeah. <laughs> Words of wisdom. I like that. Yeah. I still feel like I'm 18 in my brain. I just feel like I know a little bit more now than I did mm. when I was that age. And I've got the back of a 90 year old man. We still fuck around like kids all every day. You fuck kids? <laughs> nope. Didn't say that. I fuck around like a kid. Oh, <laughs> Oh man, I don't know where my head was then. <laughs> it's a way to live life, though. Yeah, You've got to have fun. You've got to have fun. That time is not wasted if you. Hundred percent. Time isn't wasted when you're getting wasted. We'll do like one piece of work, then just go play like NRL on TV, or like go play tennis. Yeah, so the to do list just gets smaller and smaller, that. doesn't it? Every day. <laughs> well, we work really hard. Yeah, we do. We put the work in. Hey, we've been down here for two days. This is the fourth podcast we've done. Yeah, you've always been a hustler, though. Both of you guys. That's something I've extremely admired about both of you in your <coughs> fields. I remember one moment with, with you, Jackson. It was fucking, where were we? In Adelaide or some shit? For New, New Year's. New Year's Eve, ages ago. Yeah, this is ages and ago. Adelaide. You were so, yeah, random. so random. <laughs> New Year's Eve too. It was. We're supposed to host like a night at this bar and it was shit. <laughs> it was just so random. It, it was, was so <laughs> shit. Like We had fun though. We had a great night. Yeah. It was just, it's like those places you'd go when you like live in the middle of nowhere, like a little disco and it's just like the first time you ever get drunk. I yeah, don't know. It was, exactly what it was. And and Alex drop kicked Shami or who who someone drop kicked someone <laughs> off the he, he did. I drop kicked Shami <laughs> off the stage and he like just landed on all these girls. Oh my just, god, that was so funny. But I remember funny. the next day or the day before or whatever, that night, we we're having a good conversation and 
we're just talking about goals and shit. And you were so accurate with what you wanted to achieve. Yeah. And seeing you do that and continually do that and go beyond what you were saying back then, it's been yeah. really, really cool to see. I appreciate that, Same bro. Thank you, like you very much. You I think like the whole like, law of attraction thing, I do believe in it, like mm. manifestation, because if you constantly speak about it, it's not like some magic. You can't, you can't just say you want a million dollars and then you can have a million dollars. you got to you got to keep going and put the work in and do what you got to do. And that's it. People are fast to discredit people like all of us, you know, because we're doing stuff that might not be looked at as real work. But I mean, it is real work. Now it's, if you can do something, earn money from it for longer than like a few months, like we've been doing this for a while now. Like I've made more money now than I would have made in a hundred years of working my old, old, old jobs. Um, that's it. You just got to speak it into reality. Keep speaking about it. And that's, and it's like, even with my fucking, here's my ADHD kicking in, but going back to what you said about ADHD and when I got a little brain fart, it's like when you figure out something you really want to do and you're passionate about it, having the ADHD there, when you focus, bro, like on something you want, it is like having a superpower. Mm. And all I wanted at that stage was to just get millions and millions of followers, just go viral on the internet, make funny videos, help people out around the world laughing and smile and whatever, make a bit of money to help my family. And that's that. And that's what happened with me, 2018, 2019. Similar timing to you, man. It's like, I was sitting around, I was like, fuck, I'm a little bit over this. Like, I don't want it. It's so toxic and draining on the body now. I'm just, Definitely. I'm sick of feeling I'm always going to compete with other people and I have to make viral content. Or if a video doesn't get 100 million views, then, oh, shit, like, blah, blah, blah. And it was unhealthy. And that's why I wanted a bit of a career change myself. But I just took a bit of a break. And now I'm back doing the podcast. And this has me so motivated. And I just love sitting down with people like you, other friends, guests, even new people I don't know just chatting about the past, cool stories, the future, what's happening around the world. And this is like really lighting a fire in my belly again. I've got that motivation. So now I've got a goal and I'm going to lock in on this. I'm just going to go crazy with this podcast. Sick. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. No, nah, I'm excited, man. It's fucking cool to have you on here and good to catch up. Yeah, fully. So what's some uh, future plans? What, what do you got in store? Future plans? Um, I'll try to keep it simple, but... I've got I've got a lot of music that I've been sitting on for a while and I'm excited to just share that when the time is right and um keen to now travel the world now that we can and um I'd be cool to go live in another country, speak a new language, some some things like that and some personal goals. I I'd like to grow my business strengths because it's been something that I feel has been lacking, you know. Yep. Um if maybe because my ADHD, I'm not good at actually doing the shit I'm don't like. Yeah, I oh, dude, you and me both. Like, you know? I, I could not fucking for the life of me do shit when it's when it's something that I really can't do. I'm like, fuck. I'll have to just get lucky do like a piece of paper stuff for me that's like would take anyone like a minute, and I'm like, fuck, I can't do it. It'll take me an hour. Yeah, and he will do it in a minute. I'm gonna take either like, brand deal and just have it on a note. <laughs> simple. Yeah, simple. Simple is good though. But um, yeah, I'm trying to actually simplify my life a little bit because I've I'm so lucky, I guess. But I'm so I'm so um overwhelmed with opportunity and i'm very lucky to be in this position to say that um but it's like okay what what do i funnel a lot of my energy to and i think there's music video action sports and um business they're my four kind of categories right now i mean the fifth one would be my personal growth as a human always trying to be a better yep. person and share that love that um but yeah they're my four pillars that i'm trying to work on at the moment yeah. I honestly think, bro, it's like out of all those things as well, as long as like you're doing the stuff you really enjoy doing, you, you'll fucking succeed and kill it no matter what. It's mm. just about picking the things that you really, really want to do and then go hard. You've always been in like the extreme action sort of things, like even just skydiving. Like I remember seeing videos when I first met you jumping out of hot air balloons with like pool toys and shit, like inflatable pool toys just flying through the air. Like that, that's crazy. Like, I, so I'm fun. not... I'm not scared of skydiving. I just haven't got my own skydiving license yet. I, I feel like I don't trust myself. <laughs> Have you had any like close experiences uh, skydiving? 
Fuck, touch wood, man. I've I've been quite lucky. The the I'd say the co- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Can you touch it again? Sweet. <laughs> um, the closest one I think would have been my first, and wow. it's because I'd never opened a parachute before and actually seen it go above my head like I'm falling from the fucking sky. I've just jumped out of a plane. Yeah. I was 17. I had to forge my parents' signature to get a license. <laughs> wow. It's allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> they were cool with it after the fact. But um, yeah, my, my lines were all twisted. So like open Whoa. and because, you know, when you're learning off with skydiving, when you pull your chute, you have to have quite a balanced body position or like or well distributed. And I guess I was just fucking falling. Like, <laughs> and um, yeah, the lines twisted. I looked up and, you know, you taught in the theory the week before. You know, kick your legs, try and move around. Did your heart just drop as soon as you see that? Were you just like thinking, fuck, fuck, fuck? Hundred percent. Yeah, okay. It's like a mix of like fuck, 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 but also calm. Right, this you do relax. this. You got to do this. You know, yeah. you, you study this shit. And they, they, um, the lines untwisted, and I looked up at my canopy, and I'm like, I remember remembering in the course, I'm like, did they say if nine things are open or if eleven things are open? And I'm only seeing nine, and right. like by things, I mean like. The canopy has like little lines in it, so you're meant to count them when it opens. And I was freaking out, thinking I had to pull my second shoot until the radio in my helmet, because when you're learning, you have a radio to ground, mm-hmm. going like, "Yep, good jump." Oh, <laughs> oh, I was fully about to pull it. Oh whoa! Yeah, fuck. What the hell? That's that's wild. Yeah, I only know a handful of people who can skydive alone, like with their licensing and stuff. And nearly all of them have had accidents. Like Vitali had a bad accident. Like he fucked his back and neck. Even recently, I don't know. Did you know that Max fella uh, yeah, from so sad, he, like he was sponsored by Ignite? Man, horrible. He's such a nice guy. I only I'm not going to sit here and claim to be his good friend. Like we we met at one of Dan's parties when he skydived into the party. Great guy. I followed him. We followed each other on my old account. Chatted here and there. Um, oh, I was horrible to see him, man. He was a beautiful guy, really nice dude. He did a lot of wingsuiting, hey. Was that what? It- yeah, he was crazy, bro. He was yeah, a nut. So he was a nutter. Like he did wild stuff. And respect to him, bro. He, you know, like, and I saw a few posts about it, and some people said some pretty cool stuff. You know, he did go out doing something he really loved doing, and it's never good to die at all. It's a sad, touchy subject, but you know, he lived a, a crazy, fast-paced life, and he, he was passionate about that stuff, and he he knows the risks and. I guess that's that's what comes with these extreme. Even people like Harry Bink with his motorbikes, fucking yeah. Jay when he skydives. Everyone's doing like people know there's risks in the in the fields you're doing, and people just. I guess it's what it. makes it so special is when you when you're on the edge and realize how precious life is and how it can you can all get taken away in the mm. moment. You have that extreme gratitude to that moment, and when you're doing things in life that give that feeling of you know. That's what adrenaline is, just like that. Yeah. You know, it makes you feel alive, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It just gives you a big rush. I would love to get my skydiving license. I wanted to do it in Dubai. Have you been? Have you done it in Dubai? Not Dubai, no. Dude, you should definitely do the skydive in Dubai. They do like over the palms and like people go down and it looks, looks, it looks amazing there. It looks crazy though. I'm surprised you haven't yeah. been to Dubai. Yeah, I haven't done time there. Dude, you would love Dubai. Like the desert area, like nice the skydiving. Oh, There's yeah, a lot sick. of wild stuff to do out there, surprisingly. It's not that strict as much as everyone says it is, but... Man, you could do some fun, fun stuff. There's water sports, air things, like skydiving. Fucking, we went on a seaplane the last time I went there. Said, I'm there. Dude, <laughs> you, all the off-roading in, in the dunes and stuff, it's it's fun. We went there on the last trip and it wasn't working in the inflatable pool toy, like big donut things. We're trying to drag each other around in the off-road dunes and I just ended up holding on the rope, just got dragged through the sand <laughs> all day because the fucking thing kept flipping. You're, You're going to toss around. Oh, oh man, that. it was good fun. You gonna do any more traveling any over the next sort of while? Now the world's starting to go back to normal. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm um I'm really keen to go play music overseas. I just got back from I was in Bali for a month and um I spent a lot of time there over the years and it was like weird not being there for ages. Yeah, and going back there seeing a lot of my really close friends and um got to DJ over there a, a bunch and fuck it, sick. 
like Australia is a really cool country, but in terms of music culture, it's really lacking. It's late. It's, it's a bit behind the times. I feel like everything in Australia is behind the times. And I, and I think a lot of people agree it's a beautiful place, amazing beaches. Most people are very friendly. You know, we got good healthcare, good schooling, and pretty much everything here is pretty good country to live. Like it's it's great. But in terms of opportunities, in terms of these other things happening, it is it is very behind the times in the entertainment industry, I find, and and sports and a lot of things, you know, like even we just had George Cambosis on and, you know, he explained how it's you know, a lot of media don't want to give athletes attention and stuff and then it's the same with entertainment social media people it's it's hard out here there's not much opportunity and it's good to get out of here and see the world you know i think i could picture you in like mykonos or in the greek islands djing with your shirt off just oh man <laughs> fucking yeah. soaking up all, all the just, girls around you i got some work to do there. <laughs> i felt the blood rush just then yeah yeah that that's you know that's re- that's a part of the vision is to be in those amazing places like I think I'm gonna go to Brazil next month. And, Sick. Um, is that like a de- is that like a decent income for you now, DJing? Yeah, it's it's t- turning around to be a really nice lifestyle. Like, it gives awesome. me the freedom to be able to grow in other areas. You know, yeah. Because I've done the work over the years to learn the skills. Yeah. Obviously, still a lot to learn early on in the journey. But you know, you're getting paid for a couple hours or like a whole night or a yeah. couple of days. And you're also getting to travel around the world pretty much essentially not only for free, but you can earn money doing it. Yeah. Like you get to see sick places and vibe and everyone loves the DJs everywhere you go. Yeah, it's really, it's really fun. <laughs> and but he gets free drinks. He Lockie, gets wants free to, Lockie wants to do DJing one day. Dude, do it. <laughs> but I was thinking about it and I was like, oh man, like the character I would have to be would just... You'd be a cooked unit. Be so fucked up. I don't, so think I don't know. you'd so be a character though because you're, oh, yeah, you're I know, great but as you are. I, like when I'm fucked up, I'm, I'm so much like... He is a lot more fun well, I, I think, up. Yeah, I think I am. So I don't really hang out with him when he's sober because he's very... When I'm fucked up, they are. <laughs> I, get, I get a little crazy. He turns into an animal. <laughs> well, you know how to edit videos really well. So yeah. you got that understanding, the simple structure, like, you know, understanding. Yeah. And that's very similar to music. That was yeah. a- I love, like, even in Premiere, like, I still, I'm, like, mix songs, like, just by, like, yeah, yeah, I like finding, like, where a nice cut is. Would you like to do big festivals and stuff like that? For sure. Things like Tomorrowland, Ultra, and. It'll happen, I think, in this life. Dude, I, I agree. I don't doubt that for a second. Even, like, look at somebody like Fisher, like, it's possible. Fisher's like killing it. He's he's over traveling. Yeah, he's he's really doing the he's doing it. the biggest stages in the world now, and everyone loves him. Like, I don't know. I think you got the good look for it. I'm sure you fucking once you're switched on with something, you'll go hard at it. So, I'll, def- I'll definitely have to come watch yeah. watch one of the shows overseas somewhere. I mean, like you'll be in the crowd. Come to Brazil. I know that guy. <laughs> How many tracks are you sitting on right now? You got a heap. I've probably got or like ten, few. but two yeah. that one that I'm fucking like. Really, really excited to put out. Sick. Your yeah. first one was sick. I really like that one. Oh, thank you. Add to the playlist. When's Brazil? I just heard September. before. September. Yeah, end of September. You're playing over there, obviously? Or just Maybe. a trip? I'm just, I just want to go over there. And one place I out. haven't been to yet. I fucking really want to go to Brazil. Yeah. A Brazilian. I've been there, but I, haven't, I didn't go to the, any of the major cities like Rio. I was just... Rio looks like I want to go see the big statue. What's it called? Cristo? Um, big, massive, like it's like a Jesus looking statue thing, I think. Yeah. And, On top of that mountain. It's yeah. massive. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> I reckon I would end up wanting to live in Brazil when I get there and just go to that beach once and just see all them massive, huge beach balls and flags and footballs. Brazilians are really cool. Big booties, baby. Big Brazilian booty. Fan of Brazilians. I'm back. (laughs) I'm just a fan of bum. Yeah. Are you a booty or a a titties dude? Great question. I, I do love booty. Oh god, booty, dude! I could, if a girl's got a nice ass, as long as she's a nice girl, she could. This is my, this is her seat. Mm. I'll allow it for hours. Mm. That's it. She doesn't have to touch me. Just sit there for a bit. Just sit there. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Lockie's not much of an ass dude. He's a titties guy. Oh, like really? tits. Yeah, a bit like tits. No, oh, Lockie's a boob man. Yeah, boob man. Lockie's a bit of boob boob. Man, I, whilst we're on topic, obviously we're not going to ask you to kiss and tell, but I can only assume, I don't know if you've, you got a girlfriend right now? No. Okay, well, I'm going to just put it out there. I reckon this dude here would probably have one of the single-handedly greatest resumes for sure out of most people I know. He was. Oh. He would definitely have some serious 10 out of 10s on that list. How, how many in the top five are 10 out of 10s? Or are they like... What? What do you mean the top five? Like the top five hottest girls. Are you talking about hot? How hot they are? I reckon every girl he's banged has been like at least a 10. Surely got, a, surely got some nines in there. Can't be too couple. greedy. <laughs> he's had a couple. That's couple. Like, it's a funny thing to talk about, eh? I don't know. Yeah. Man, I get shy. No, I, I get <laughs> That's why we don't want to kiss and tell and say names. Mm. It's disrespectful towards the girls unless yes. they're okay with it. But we're all about respect and equality and mm. veganism and shit. But... Yeah, it's true. I reckon you would have a crazy regimen. I'm just picturing it in my head. So when the mics are off later, I'll give you a little bit. Oh, there we go. And when <laughs> he's left, I'll add it in. <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the end screen, we've just got all the people. <laughs> Kim K. But, um, oh, uh, man. Anyways, Bryce, fucking, how long has it been? We've been it, bro. It's bro, always can, been an hour. We can chat forever. Bro, I reckon I could just sit here for fucking hours and just. That's the best thing. I love podcasting where an hour goes by quickly. Like, fuck, we could just keep going and going and going. It's so natural, but, like. We, you know, I don't, I haven't seen you in a year, and maybe last time I saw you was a year before that. But when I saw you descend, it was just like straight into a good conversation. Oh, bro, yeah. it's the same. Like I think, like, like just being friends with people, bro. It's like you don't have to talk every day, see each other all the time. It's like I got one of my best mates, Trent, who lives just down the street here in Sydney. I see him once or twice a year. We chat once every couple of months, and he's like one of my closest friends. I had there was a stage where I didn't see him for nearly three years. Saw him, nothing changed. Instantly, just same old friendship. Back into everything. It's like nothing changes, man, and I, and I like those kinds of friendships. It's it's easy to maintain, and it's just They're low maintenance. Low maintenance. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like it when you meet somebody once and then they get all pissy if you don't reply straight away. And then I'm hopeless with that, man. Like, yeah, me too, bro. Yes. It's like it's like people have got a life to live, and it's like we're all getting older, more responsibilities. You can't just sit on your phone replying to people twenty four seven. It's like get back to people when you can, you know. And this wasn't an, an issue forty years ago. No, yeah. exactly. Like the, every conversation you were having with someone was face to face. You want to eat some spicy chips? Yeah. Do you like spice? How spicy? I forgot about those actually. Is this a part of is this a thing? Is this like a part of the potty? Or this is not a brand deal, so I'm gonna hide their label. <laughs> yeah. But this is a pretty hot corn chip. Would Check. you but I'm thinking we could we could do the quick Uno game for it. And the two oh. losers have to do it. We play a lot of Uno. I we, love Uno, man. Alright, well let's play like, a game of Uno. Down for it, like, we'll do it too. We'll the, do it, but the the I'm so fucking bad at Dude, he man. he's good and I'm horrid. I'd be okay. worse than I'm you not sure. good, it still hurts. My me brother a lot. would be stoked. I'll be very honest. I'm in like a lot of pain. My bladder's very full. I'm gonna run to the to the old ladies' room and I'm gonna empty my fucking bladder and I'm gonna come back and we're gonna play this game. For Uno? So okay, I'll shuffle. That's enjoy this 10 second commercial that I will make myself. That's a great question. For context, everyone watching the uh, podcast producer has thrown in a nice little question here. He said to Alex, what is like a bucket list goal or a dream or something that's very, very like big dream and something that could be a bit unrealistic, but it still is a dream or something he would like to do. Like a massive race or something. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, it's really, really hard question. I um, I kind of, it's weird to answer it with something that's done in hindsight, but last year, Literally the week after your party, I took on probably the biggest thing that was pretty impossible before signing up in my head. Um, it was the Cool and Gatty Gold. It was a really, really long um, stuff like saving like Ironman race. Um, that was really tough. It was like seven hours on a real hot day in the Goldie. And so like what is that like? Is that like a triathlon or something? Yeah. So it's 
um, surf lifesaving based with the um, discipline. So it's like it started with a 22-kilometer ocean ski paddle, and Ooh, I'd never fuck. paddled a surf ski in the ocean before. And then I did a um, 3.6-kilometer swim to a... Um, seven kilometer board paddle into a ten kilometer beach run. Oh, so oh, like, this is back to back. Yeah, back a to ten back. kilometer beach run. Yeah, running in sand is the three point six kilometer swim is what's fucking making me shit myself. Yeah, how long did that? How long did it take you to swim that? Long? I think my time was like six and a half hours or something. But I signed up. So some um, context: Whoa. twelve weeks before that, I broke my ankle and I ruptured um, the syndesmosis ligaments, which is like the ligaments that hold the ankle together. Pretty it's much so attached to the Achilles. No, it's not. Achilles is different, but that's that's a gnarly one to do. I've been lucky yeah. enough to do that. But um, I, you know, I, I luckily had a coach and were training every day, and so had a really good rehab process. And um, on about and about week eight of this injury, you know, I've, I just kind of started getting into the ocean, swimming, and doing a couple of things. Yep. And then this school and got a gold thing. It was in like four weeks. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to sign up." And then just went ha- like ham on the training and managed to get that done. Bro, that is huge. That's that's unreal. That's well, fucking that's impressive. Went completely off topic, but yeah. No, that's <laughs> fucking. That's a that's a really cool story. That's like a challenging thing. Like, bro, my body would shut six down. Six and a half hours. Fuck me. Yeah, was, six was, and a half hours of swimming or for the whole thing. Well, it was mainly like water stuff, and then yeah, a beach run. Water stuff, and and the things with the ski paddle. Like, I was expecting failure there because, like, you're in this same position for over two hours. For me, I'm slow. But my lower back was fucked. Like it was the position that I was in. It was like so, so sore. And then to oh. get up and change the body movements again, and then get into a flow and then change it again. And was then it a cold day or warm? It was warm. Oh, that's so it was like really hot, like dehydration. Oh, that's bad. Okay. You watch David Goggins or listen to David yeah, Goggins? he's been a massive inspiration of mine for a yeah, long, long time. He's incredible. And like, I think what he says, this probably could have applied to you that day. He has like, is it like the 40% rule or something? 40% rule. That when you're, you're like, fuck, I'm like your body or your mind, everything's just kind of like, fatiguing and fucked and you're ready to kind of throw it in and you don't think you can he reckons that's only when you're like 40% you can keep going and going 100%. and going yeah it's so true it's so so true we can take that into every other aspect in life I listened to his audio book and when I got to the chapter of him talking to about marathons there was a marathon the next week in Sydney so I was like fuck it just signed up and did that marathon with like didn't he do one he did one with no training Bro, he right? did, he yeah, did I didn't it. train for it I did five yeah. notice in his Whoa. book I remember in his book about halfway in on his That's audio sick. book I remember a story when he went and did I don't know if it was I can't say for sure but it was about 80 or 100 mile run he did yeah. Fucking huge. Like Ultra a, marathons, yeah. That one of them ones, bro, and he, he had to tape all of his legs extremely tight because his shins were like broken. His legs were fucked, like fractures and stuff. And he just taped them and like strapped them extremely tight to the, cut the circulation almost off. And he was just running with like straight legs pretty much. That's, he got home. That's next level. Was that's pissing large. brown, shitting blood, pissing blood, coughing up blood. And his wife came in at the time or maybe his partner and she's like, want to take him to the hospital. And she was going to call an ambulance and he screamed at her, don't you fucking dare. Like... Yeah. He's like, don't take this moment away from me. I don't want to cheat. I want to sit here and suffer. Mm. He's like, I just did a hundred miles with no training or something like that. And he's like, I don't care if I die. He's like, I'm willing to die for this. And I'm like, yeah. this dude, but he's intense. Like, I don't think everyone should aim to be like him, but I think people could meet in the middle where they're at and him meet in that middle zone. It's definitely a scale of extremists. Mate, yeah. He's him that. and like Jocko Willink or all them guys. Like they're just, they're yeah. gnarly people. Super gnarly. But David Goggins' book's interesting, man. Like, I'm, it's it's interesting. You've you've he's um, an amazing, an amazing um, leader. Of dude, he did the military, the Navy SEALs training twice. I think he's yeah. done he's done some insane. So he comes from a broken home, abusive 
father, yeah, like yeah, really, really tough upbringing, really tough upbringing, you know. And his and his father figure, not his actual dad, but his stepfather passed away or was murdered. And, murdered yeah. yeah, and he's and he watched his mum get beaten when he was young. Man, he had a crazy, crazy upbringing, a horrible life, really. Like him, and he's turned out to be like a bestseller of like a book, and he's the Navy SEALs. He's inspired people. He's well off. He's he's a really cool dude. Like I love listening to him. And yeah, it's something I heard recently. Just to close that off, it's like. There was this um, interview this this reporter got a hold of, and it was with these twins, and um, they both had an alcoholic father, and it was so interesting to see that these twins had gone so like polar opposite directions in life. You know, one of them was really successful, had a family, you know, loving kids, um, beautiful wife, and the other one was, I think, in jail or like was like in a situation where life was fucked yeah and the reporter went and interviewed them and went over to the person that was i think i think it was in jail and like how could my life end up any different my father was an alcoholic and so yeah. the reporter went to the other uh, the other twin and um with a beautiful family kid and said how do you end up with the life is that mic cutting out a bit or am i tripping come pull it a bit closer oh, yeah. I, I don't know because I, I can hear him and i can hear him and i was like i don't know if it's me here if it was cutting out a bit as well you're fine bro hey that's fine. Close up. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll do. Yeah. Sorry, brother. As I'll you finish were. my shit story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. Anyway, they reported, I mean, interviewed the other one and it was just like, how can my life end up any different? I had an alcoholic father. And it was just a cool story of like, you can you can create whatever destiny with your situation. Definitely. Yeah. Perception. It's just the cards you're dealt, you just got to make the most with them. You know what I mean? It's like, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like one of his sons is like, I'm pretty sure he's jacked, fit, in shape, trying to be an actor. And one of the other ones is like, lives with the mum's pretty like overweight. It's like, just, it's like you said, to people growing up, there's two ways you can go. You can, you can let it ruin you or you can let it fucking make you, make or break. Make and or I break, like baby. that. But Shake and bake. We're going to play bake. a game. <laughs> Let's do it. What do you want to ask, Alex? We need to give you a microphone just so whenever you do want to have an input, it just comes through. <laughs> That'd be cool, yes. Are you asking mainly, is there more, is there a deeper meaning behind all like the triathlon things and the, the, the physical stuff you're doing? Like, Yeah, really good question, thought-provoking. But I guess for me, exercise has always been a, um, a technique to balance my life out yep. and, and to be the thing that I can always do when I'm emotional or life gets tough or I just want to better myself in a certain area that's guaranteed you know, um, and I was quite bullied growing up, growing up in school, but because I had a um, very athletic background with surf lifesaving, um, like swimming every day, ball playing every day, I had that foundation that I knew that every time I got out of the pool, every time I got out of a training session, I felt amazing. And I felt dolphins. like, I've, yeah, I've done something amazing for myself and I've carried those foundations through life and its challenges. Yep. Um, and for me, you know, just having, I don't know, just... In terms of doing crazy shit, I just, I just love it so Dopamine. much. Dopamine. I obviously want to prove it. I've, I've, I always have like, there's always a very small part of me that wants to have that prove people wrong, like yep. fucking mindset, just from the doubt that I've had over the years, which is inevitable. You and me both. Yeah, which is inevitable when you're going your own way and on your path, and it's a way for me to rise above it is just to um, show, show people with your actions that you're not what they say, yep. they're what you say. Um, yeah, and so I think doing things like triathlons, fucking after a night out partying and doing things that might be perceived as crazy, stupid and impossible, but actually we can do it. <laughs> 100%. People don't people underestimate 
how powerful the mind is when you use it properly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I've I've been in some horrible dark ways. I've been very lazy and complacent, slacked off, made a lot of mistakes, and then I've ruined opportunities for myself and I can hold myself accountable for those things. But I've also done well and I've used, like you said, like a lot of the doubt, a lot of the negativity, the haters, um people that or even from my hometown, I was wherever you start is where you're probably first going to be judged and criticized. And a lot of the people where I grew up didn't like it and chatted shit, shared all my videos. Oh, this is fucking attention seeking, desperate, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whatever. I yeah. don't care. I don't need to have any friends from here. Like, this is how people are going to treat me for trying to step out of the norm. And I used it all to motivate me. So it's cool hearing that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's a very, it's a, it's a very small part. You know, obviously we want to do these things because we really enjoy it. But that fact is just never yeah. going to die. I mean, you know, you need to use the, the negative. It's a cherry on top. Yeah, it's the icing on the cake. It's like, yeah. fuck yeah. It's not, that, it's not the sole purpose, but it feels good. It feels fucking good. I love just yeah. proving people wrong. And it's like, I won't step out of it and be like, oh, I fucking told you so, blah, blah, blah. Your lives are shit. Like, I'm just like, I'm just going to I'm just gonna go and win yeah. in, in silence and I'll let that do all the talking. Mm. They'll and see it. They'll, they'll see it eventually. The people that don't like you are the ones that watch you the most. Prove them yeah. wrong with grace. Uh, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going to tattoo that on my back. <laughs> Do it. All right. We're going to get into a game. We're going to get into a game. It's been absolutely lovely catching up with Alex and we could all talk for hours and hours and hours, I think. But we're going to play a little game. We've got a game of Uno right here. We have the world's hottest corn chips. I just saw them in a shop earlier. and I was like, you know what? I haven't seen Alex in a while. I'm going to see if he's down to even. We don't have to swallow it. Just as long as we can put it in our mouth and chew a bit. Oh, that works. What? Sorry. Nothing. I need to see what happens with these headphones. Man, these these chips are brutal. I remember we used them for a video a long time ago, like a little fucking beer pong, whatever it was. Um, so we're going to play Uno, and the first person out eats a chip, and then the second person out eats a chip, and then the winner eats no chip. Wait, no. The first person out doesn't eat the chip. Oh, that's the winner. The yeah. winner. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so the last two people... Okay, no, I like that. So I explained that so backwards. Hang on. So what are the groundbreak... What are the oh. rules here? We put we putting down at the same numbers. Yep. yep. So you can put the same numbers. Everyone has their own rule sets yeah, of Uno. Yeah. You I can't feel. end. You can't end on a black card. Nah. So you can't end on like a plus four or a change of color. Yeah. Um. You can stack the plus twos. Or if so, if I put up down a plus four and I say green, Jackson can put down a plus uh two green. Okay. A green plus two. Cool. And, and you cool. can't finish on the black cards like the yeah. plus fours and wild cards. Everything yeah. else, okay. Never know. Right, we'll let Alex start because you're the guest. You start. Stitch up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. And oh, you get to choose which go. way. Oh, you got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to pick which way it goes. Oh. Bad choice, buddy. You go to me. Oh, oh really? A few moments later. And back to you, Alex. Just keep it on green. Whatever you do. Oh, my God, buddy. Oh, <laughs> my God. Me and Alex. I'm actually rattled. Damn. <laughs> I'm actually Damn. Where's that have, Sony at? I'll do a full one, but Alex can do a half chip. Nah, I got it. Is it? Nah, it's you don't have to swallow it. If you just put it in and chew it a little bit, it's it'll chill. be more than like, enough. Realistically, it's like 15 minutes of like, that's pretty hot. Alex, will you do us a favor and grab the two orange juices out of the fridge oh, for yeah, these we, boys? We got some stuff to help. We've got like a nice orange juice because apparently like uh, something with a little bit of sugar and it can help a lot of the burn. So I bought them for anyone that was. Well, just looking at the branding I've, I've, of that. I've had these a few times. The world's hottest corn chips. Dude, they're pretty brutal. You seen that show? Um, just, thank you. Don't wipe your face after you've touched the chip also. <laughs> <laughs> Locky laying down the ground rules. You're you eating them before and you're stressing, so I'm stressing. No, I, no, it's just like, it's just annoying. Already? I'm gonna quickly swallow. Get my water. Are you kidding? 
Uh, oh, he's doing it easily. What? <laughs> no, it's about a couple minutes after. His eyes are watering a little bit. Is it hot? Is it hot yet? It's fucked up. Have <laughs> <laughs> you swallowed any yet? Yeah. Do I swallow it? Your mouth's gonna get really hot. You don't have to swallow it if you don't You're want You're supposed it. to just quickly bypass the mouth and get to your stomach. You're sweating. <laughs> yeah, because it's hot. Oh, <laughs> I swear. Mm. Bro, I feel like it's getting mad. I don't want to do the orange juice now. I want to wait till it's really bad, then I'm going to hit the orange juice. I'm kind of like, I've, I've, I've done it a few he's times. He's just sitting there. He's enjoying it, I think. Yeah, I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just using all my mental power to... Is your mouth hot? Yep. Yeah. Hot? It's hot, like, it's Look, his face is I would sweating. say it's like... You're yeah, actually holding it together pretty well. And it's about this for about 15 minutes, so it's like, this is probably the peak. But if you have a little bit of the orange juice, it will start getting rid of the burn. Yeah. Can I have a sip? Yeah. Thanks. I just sweat him, so I'm sweating now. You guys have done very well. Yeah, Jackson, oh. have one. Yeah, have one. Show us what it's really like. It's only fair. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'm a coward, bro. <laughs> I want to see like a, a good reaction. I was gonna hit it again. Oh, what the hell? I was gonna fly. Oh, come on, Lockie, you oh, gotta do it too. I guess it's getting hotter now. Uh, if Alex ate another one, you gotta eat another one. That's come on, it's only, it's only fair. What the fuck? I wanna eat another one. Nah, nah, it's, it's only fair. It's only fair. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh, Let me wash it down. That is fucking shit. <laughs> Why did I have one? One? <laughs> it's all orange juice! I still smell. I've got juice in the fridge, so I'm sweet. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get like a hell delay effect or some shit. Is it not that hot? Do you? Like, it's hot. Like, I'm sweating pretty hard. It's definitely hot, but like, I'm managing somehow. I mean, right, like, right now it's getting I don't hot. like it. Pain is temporary. No, it's not. <laughs> I hate it. This will end. I can't it's breathe. Here goes. We're off. I feel like I can't breathe! <laughs> oh, fuck! Did say if you were pregnant, don't have it. <laughs> Said not an empty stomach, I haven't eaten today. Oh, shit. I'm fucked. Have you not eaten today? Brother, it's 4.30. <laughs> you know what the fuck? I had a nice cup of juice. It's been... Ah, God, my mouth is fucking burning. It's just getting worse. It's very hot. Alright, guys, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Huge shout out to my boy, Alex Hayes. You can find his socials in the YouTube description if you don't know where to find him, which means you'd be living under a rock. But anyway, they'll be there. We appreciate you coming out, bro. It's hot now. It's really hot now. Is it hot for you now? Yes. Yeah, really hot. Getting there. Fuck, it's hot. Fuck. Thanks for having me. Oh, appreciate it, bro. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. It's good so, to catch up and chat. I'm so distracted. My brain is hurting. A few moments later. Is it really that bad? Uh, I'm not good with spices, It's just bro. consistently hot for like a... Do you just keep knowing My it? brother would be really proud of me, eh? Really? I'm really bad at spice.